Welcome back in, everyone, to C-Dubs Locks, the betting segment on the Schmokin' Hot Takes podcast. I'm your host, C-Dubs, and uh, it happened, everyone. It's officially over. The win streak has come to an end. Our first losing week in almost two months happened last week in week 14 of the NFL season, and it sucks. We had so much momentum. We were having so much fun. It seemed like everything we touched turned to gold. And boom, straight back to reality, I suppose. But that's okay because that only motivates us to get back on the winning side of things as we progress into the season. Now, let's talk about the games from last week. Now, we went one and four. I know if you're going to have a losing week, preferably it's two and three. I couldn't even get there. We go one and four. Horrendous. Our, our losses, we started off with the Ravens' first half, minus four and a half. I, I loved this play, doing all the research into it. I, I couldn't find anything that was negative against this, and I banked so much on the weather, I feel like, a particular, and honestly most of these losses last week, I was really banking on the crappy weather kind of prevailing for us, and it just didn't happen for whatever reason. I mean, like, it wasn't ideal conditions, in most of those games, but the offenses still put up points. Like, there there was 68 combined points in this game. And I, I thought, oh, yeah, the under's probably a good look here. And so, I mean, just sometimes you just, you're looking at things from the right angle. It just doesn't really turn out that way. So, like I said, I had Ravens first half minus four and a half. I thought we were going to have strong defensive performances from both sides. We're going to have hurricane-like conditions. And it doesn't end up that way. Um, L.A. led the game in this one at halftime. The L.A. Rams, that is. Every time the every time the Ravens had them in third and long in the first half, there'd be a defensive pass interference or a roughing the passer or someone would jump off sides and, they, and then the, the Rams would get a free play. Like, seriously, just pick any potential defensive penalty you can think of and sure enough, the Ravens made sure to cross it off their little bingo list, okay? It it, it was unreal. It, like, midway through the second quarter, I knew this was dead. Like, it, it just never stood a chance, but that's okay. We, we tried something new. It didn't work. And I don't think that means we abandoned the first half spreads. Like, maybe if we find another another matchup that we like in the future, we can target that. But, yeah, it, 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 it kind of flopped. It, it flopped on its face on this one. Now, our second loss of the week... We had the under in the Jets and the Texans game. The under, the over-under was set at 33 and a half. This was honestly a bad beat. I was texting in our group chat. Like, I was I was singing praises and jumping for joy at halftime because there was a whopping zero point scored here, and it still ends up going over. And it, it honestly, dude, it, it was such a calamity of errors here because there's 30 total points scored with six minutes left. C.J. Stroud gets his head bounced off the turf, leaves the game with a concussion, okay? In comes Davis Mills, the freaking long neck or whatever people call him. It, now, And keep in mind, the Texans at this point had already lost Nico Collins. I think he re-aggravated his calf injury. So he's out of the game. Tank Dell obviously broke his leg the week before, so he he's clear, obviously out. So you got Davis Mills and a bunch of scrubs out there on the field pretty much. And the Texans are down 24-6 to with six minutes left. At this point, the game is over, right? 
right? No, apparently not. D'Amico Ryans is like, hey, we can still win this game. And it's like fourth and 15 from his own 25. And they're going for it. It's like, dude, just punt the ball, D'Amico. Like, please, man. Oh, all I... I went in on this with one of my really good friends, and we were just like, oh, our text conversation was was phenomenal to read, but we were just freaking out to each other, because it's like, what are they doing? Just punt the ball, dude, the game is over, like, oh, so they go for it on fourth and forever, they don't get it, the the Jets, they just want the game to be over, they're not even trying to pick up first downs, they're just, they're just getting a little two-yard, two-yard carry with Brees Hall here, three yards there, oh, we get a holding penalty, we'll move back, we'll run another two yards, whatever, they're just trying to run the clock out, right, so they, they kick the field goal, right, now it's 33 points, our over-unders at 33 and a half, so now the game is third, is, is, excuse me, 27 to six, and there's like three minutes left. What what does D'Amico Ryan do? He goes for it on fourth and forever again from his own 25. It's like, dude, the game is over. Stop. Oh my gosh. They don't do they get it? No, of course they don't get it. And again, the Jet the Jets are just trying to get off the field. They're like, hey, I we want to go home. And they're they, they kick a field goal, a meaningless field goal. With, with like a minute and a half left. And there you go. Final score is 30 to 6. 36 total points. It goes over. I mean, it's just like, dude, come on. Come on. Like that, that's a bad beat, in my opinion. So we lose that one. Uh, we were also on the Chiefs minus one and a half against the Bills. They were hosting the Bills. Um, Kadarius Tony. Do I need to say anything else? I mean, I, look, everyone's seen the play by now. Talk about a ball buster, though. Like, Kelsey Kelsey runs, like, the deep post, catches it. He's at, like, the 20-yard line, throws the lateral to Tony, runs it in, scores the touchdown. Kansas City's up by three, possibly four, pending the extra point. And wait a minute, what's that little yellow thing doing on the field? Yep, Kadarius Tony can't line up correctly, which I'm not going to get into the whole Mahomes rant afterwards. I think most of us recognize that he's being, like, it, it's really dramatic, really whiny on his part. But I, I, like, I get it, the calling the offensive offsides, yet you never see that. But at the same time, like, that's on Kadarius Tony. You you learn when you're six years old in peewee football and you're playing wideout, the first thing you are taught is to check with the official, hey, am I onside? And the official's going to say, yeah, you're good. Or, hey, scoot back. You're over the line of scrimmage. Like, you you literally, that's ingrained in you when you're six years old. So, really, it's not the official's fault. It's Kadarius Tony's fault here. I, I don't think I've seen a positional group cost a team this many games this season. I think that's three now. Uh, if you want to if you want to count this week on Tony, if you want to count week one on Tony, when uh, when he, he, like, dropped everything against the Lions and like directly led to a pick six and then you got the the Eagles game where MVS dropped the wide open bomb so it's like dude three three of their five losses this year is all based on the wide receiver group which is nuts and you know honestly does anyone feel sorry for Kansas City I don't think so y'all had y'all had your Super Bowls like congrats whatever you know it's like what comes around goes around so it, it is what it is um so we lose that one of course we do and then our fourth game we lost was the uh, under in the Packers and the Giants game on Monday Night Football. 
the legend of DeVito lives on. O- honestly, man, this is another game where the under looked great at halftime. There's only, what, 17 points scored at halftime, I think. So, you know, hey, defenses, just just, just keep doing your thing. Do they? No, no. So I think Goodell must have called them and said, hey, hey, C-Dubs has the under. Let's, let's, let's let up a little bit on the defensive end, fellas. Jordan Love leads a touchdown drive with under two minutes left in the game to cash the over. DeVito has the game-winning drive the other way. I mean, honestly, like, this was a super fun Monday night football game to watch. I don't mind losing when the games are super fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought we might go 2-3. and three. No, we go 1-4. and four. Now, we did have a win, surprisingly, last week, and it was the play of the week. And, and I, I literally, I smashed so much money on this. I actually laddered this play up to minus 10 on the alternate spread. So I made uh, quite the profit off of this. It was the Cowboys minus three and a half hosting the Eagles. Again, play of the week. This outcome was was just screaming obvious to me. Um, you know, the Eagles, they did shoot themselves in the foot with three costly turnovers. Uh, Hertz fumbled, Devonta Smith fumbled, and A.J. Brown fumbled all in Cowboys territory. But like we said, man, Eagles secondary is just poverty. It, it doesn't matter. Like if, if you're just gonna if you're just gonna put traffic cones at safety and 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 cornerback, it like it doesn't matter if your offense makes mistakes. Like you're gonna give up thirty plus points a game. So I don't think the Cowboys ever really had a worry in this one. Like easy cash. So at least the latter made up for the fact that we lost four games. But you know we we, we don't we don't factor that in on the show okay the record is the record at the end of the day and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna inflate it and say oh well you know i i hit because i laddered it now i got plus money so it technically my record doesn't su- no 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 no. The, the record it is what it is okay so that's our review of week 14 we go one and four our season total is now 42 wins 35 losses and one push let's forget about it wipe the slate clean move on to week 15 as we try to get back into the win column and we're going to start on Saturday. We got Saturday football. It's back, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited for that. And our first Saturday game, we're going to Cincinnati, where the Cincinnati Bengals are hosting the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, who, by the way, won a game 3 to nothing last week against the Vegas Raiders, which was truly, truly disgusting to watch. Now, you know I love to fade backup quarterbacks. We have a battle of them here between Jake Browning with Cincinnati and Nick Mullins for the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, that is correct. Nick Mullins will be their starting quarterback. The legend of Josh Dobbs is officially dead. We are now in the Jake Browning era, baby, okay? The key to this game, in my opinion, will be the Bengals' defense. Honestly, both defenses, okay? In games this season where Cincinnati has allowed less than 22 points— their record is 6-1, and one, which is phenomenal. So the blueprint is there for Cincy. Don't, up, don't give up more than 21 points, and you got a good chance of winning. Against Nick Mullins, that that seems kind of tasty. Like I, I, I think that's kind of in play here. I'm not sure if, if Justin Jefferson's going to play. I think I've seen reports that he's going to. Um, but I, I don't know, dude. Like, Mullins... Uh, he wasn't horrible with the 49ers. Like, I'll give him credit. He can he can sling it, but it's not not necessarily pretty, particularly in a road game, too. Like, it, it's a tough spot. Now, the Vikings haven't scored more than 20 points in the last three weeks. Their defense has been great. I will, I will give them credit. Their defense has been phenomenal out there on the field. They're losing games, but they're losing them close. Or they're winning in the case of three to nothing. But 
you know, they haven't been giving up too many points on on against opposing quarterbacks and opposing teams. But, you know, I, I just feel like the Bengals have really turned a corner and they look like a team that's starting to believe that they can make the playoffs. Can they make noise in the playoffs? I don't know. With how wide open the AFC is, there's probably a good chance that they can. But I I like hot teams at home. And, you know, I, I again, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one that comes back to bite me. But I'm I'm gonna stick or I'm gonna stick with my gut here and pick the Bengals at home again. It's minus two and a half on some books. Some books has trended up to three. So if you can find two and a half, great. Uh, if not, you know you you run the risk of of getting pushed there. But again, I'll take I'll, I'll ride with the home team here by a field goal. Now our second game of the week, we're on the Packers minus three and a half in Lambeau hosting the fraudulent Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The power of Lambeau Field compels you, everyone. Look, we all know LaFleur's record in December and how it was unfortunately tarnished by DeVito for the first time ever on Monday Night Football against the Giants. Now, the big thing for me in this game is the return of Aaron Jones, who, has he even played this year? Like, I, it's wild to me how how some of these injuries like especially these muscle injuries they just they last forever on guys it's kind of sad especially when you have someone as explosive as aaron jones and is fun to watch like it sucks when people get injured like that um but you know matching up against tampa's porous defense like i i i think we're in for a lot of points here for green bay tampa just allowed desmond ritter to throw for almost 350 yards against them now who's better between jordan love and desmond ritter I don't know. You know they're they're both kind of like lukewarm quarterbacks, but like if if the Riddler is throwing for three fifty on you, I mean I feel like Love has got to get at least two seventy five, three hundred, a couple touchdowns in there, right? Right? Like I get it. Packers won't have Christian Watson in this game, but it's not like the Falcons have a star studded wide receiver core, anyways, outside of Drake London. Tampa Bay's defense is one of the worst in the league in, concerning, in conceding third down conversions, while Green Bay ranks near the top in converting on third downs, particularly third and long. I think third and third and eight plus. I was reading that they're they're top three in the league. So, you know, it, I I don't know, dude. Like it's it's Tampa Bay. Look, I've covered I've covered Tampa Bay so much this year, and like I say, I, do I ever get them right? No, I'm, I'm I'm on the wrong side of the coin every single time. So maybe Tampa Bay plus three and a half is is the pick here, but both teams need to win. Tampa Bay, th- there's a three way tie in the NFC South for the for the division lead, and they're all tied at six and seven. I okay, I I'm gonna go on a little side here. All right, I'm I'm gonna fin. Okay, here's the thing. Packers are the play, all right? Don't overthink it. Packers are the play. They're the home team. You got Magic at Lambeau. Now, here's my aside, okay? And I had this discussion last night with Lions fan for 2069. If you take the best player at every position on the NFC South, so let's just say the four teams combine into one, and you take the best player at each position, and you make them the starter, does that team win 10 games? Because I don't think they do. I I don't think they do. I mean, like, dude, that, I just had to say that. The NFC South is god-awful this year. But think about that. Do, let us know. Let me know. Do you think that that combined team can win 10 games? Please let me know in the comments, okay? Now, 
our third game of the week. We're, we're going to the NFC South. That's why I was just talking about them. The Falcons are on the road taking on the worst team in football, the Carolina Panthers. The over-under is 34. We are smashing the under in this play, okay? We whiffed on all the bad weather games last week. You know what? We're going to try it again right here with two horrible offenses. We're supposed to get wind gusts blowing over 25 miles per hour. Huge levels of rain throughout the entire game is 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 in the forecast. Because of bad weather here, I'm not going to pick a side. Who knows, dude? Maybe maybe the Panthers come to play. Maybe they maybe they get a win on the back of Chuba Hubbard. Okay? I'm not, I'm just not going to pick a side. But these offenses stink, okay? Bryce Young is not that dude. And I'm I, honestly, I'm kind of tired of hearing the excuse that, oh, well, Carolina doesn't have any weapons. Yeah, they, you're right. They don't have any weapons. But that doesn't excuse Bryce Young missing like NFL level throws. Like the dude is just everywhere with his accuracy. And it, I mean, what was he, 13 for 36 last week? Like that, dude, he, he missed wide open touchdowns too. So is it the weapons or is it Bryce Young at this point? You know, again, jury's out. They don't have a head coach. They have an interim guy. So we'll see what he does next year, but really still concerning. Um, it's not good for Carolina. On the flip side, Riddler in the wind? Come on, bro. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of passing in this one. I think it's going to be very much pound the rock, keep the clock running, and get out of there with an ugly win for, for Atlanta. So, I, I don't I don't really think it matters that Atlanta's offense is kind of starting to put it together a little bit, but yeah, no, I I think we're gonna trust in the weather. We're gonna do this again. If this doesn't hit, you know, maybe I just stop looking at weather reports. But I'm I'm all in on this one. So defenses, hear me out. Do your jobs, and we'll take the under. Now our fourth play of the week, and I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are hosting the Houston Texans. Right now, the Titans' money line is sitting at minus 165, and we're just going to take the Titans straight up. The Texans are the road team. They don't have a starting quarterback. No, for those of you out there, Davis Mills is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. They don't have any wide receivers. I mean, I guess they have Noah Brown and Robert Woods, but you got Davis Mills throwing the ball. Like, I, you don't have Tank Dell. You don't have Nico Collins in this one. You're going on the road against a Vrabel-led team. Look, I... I hate betting on the Texans, or excuse me, the Titans. I I, I hate it, but this is Derrick Henry's matchup, okay? Let, th- these stats are honestly unbelievable. This guy destroys the Houston Texans. In Derrick Henry's last five games against Houston, he is averaging 204 rushing yards and two touchdowns per game. 204, like, dude, that that's wild. Okay, on the ground, it's safe to say he doesn't like Houston. Houston harmed him in some way, shape, or form. He has he holds a grudge. He doesn't like these guys. Okay, Davis Mills, he ain't winning this game. Okay, I'm fine just taking the Titans to win the game straight up. I'm not touching the spread on this. Don't care how appealing it looks. Titans just win the dang game. Okay, and we'll and we'll we'll t- we'll count that as a win and get some money from it. All right. Now our fifth game of the week, and this honestly. I'm going to call this my play of the week, okay? The Buffalo Bills are hosting the Dallas Cowboys. The Bills are favored. Yeah, you heard that right. They are favored 
by one and a half. We're going to lay the points with the Bills. We're going to take the Bills minus one and a half. Now, this line makes no sense whatsoever unless you step back and realize Vegas is laying the trap and all the little rats, all the little public rat betters out there are falling straight into it, okay? There have been two, at least, if memory serves me correct, or at least two are popping up right now in my head, two previous times this season where this has happened, okay? One of them included the Bills when they hosted the Dolphins earlier in the year, when the when the Dolphins were on their hot streak. Bills were somehow favored, and everyone was like, huh, that's kind of weird. Like, the Bills have been kind of struggling early part of the season. Why are they favored? Well, guess what? They destroyed Miami. Second time, we have the Ravens when they hosted, excuse me, the Lions, and the Lions were destroying teams left and right, and it's like, huh, this doesn't make any sense. Like, the Ravens barely scrapped out a couple wins. How are they favored against Detroit? And the Ravens annihilated the Lions, okay? We have the exact same thing here. Dallas has been the hottest team in the league the last month, and with Dak leading the MVP charge, their offense has looked borderline unstoppable, and yet Buffalo is favored? Look, ever since the Bills fired their offensive coordinator, the offense has looked great. They started they started centering things around James Cook. Josh Allen is no longer chucking up prayers down the field, which more often than not turned into interceptions. Like he's he's willing to take those checkdowns. He's being much more careful with the ball. And it, it's working. Like the like they just beat the Chiefs. They I still I stand by this. They should have beat the Eagles two or three weeks ago. Like they they, they had that game won. There was just some whack stuff that happened. But they had that game won. They lose in overtime. All the public money, all the stats are backing the Dallas Cowboys. I am begging you, listeners, do not fall into the trap. Vegas knows something, and it would not surprise me if the Bills came out and trounced the Cowboys in this one. I am taking Bills minus 1.5. And our sixth and final game of the week, we are going to Jacksonville where the Baltimore Ravens are traveling to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The over-under is at 42.5, and, and we are riding on the over in this one, on a primetime game. The script has completely flipped with regards to overs and unders on primetime. Okay? We were all over this at the midway point in the season when I did my my mid-year check-in with the, with, with the plays and, and bets in the NFL. We know, we get it. Unders are hitting, we're hitting at a historic rate. You just knew. We knew, we were on this, folks, that it was going to course correct in the second half. Overs were going to start hitting. Now in primetime matchups, I don't even think an under is hit in the last two weeks. Like everyone is just dumping points on each other left and right. They're giving us two teams here with banged up defenses who are averaging a combined 52 points per game throughout the entire season in their last three games that has increased to 57.3 points per game okay and the line is at 42 and a half yeah okay sign me up for the over is it a trap line it could be maybe we get a defensive struggle but i highly doubt it here these offenses are electric and they're gonna put up points baltimore's offense really has found the rhythm after losing mark andrews jacksonville you know trevor lawrence another week removed 
from his ankle, I guess technically one week removed from his high ankle sprain injury because he, so for whatever reason, they threw him out there and he played last week um, against Cleveland. And they, they still put up 27. Yes, seven points of that was in garbage time. I get it. But it's still 27 against one of the better defenses in the league. And look, the line is also kind of fishy in this because the Jags are, are or the Ravens, excuse me, are, are favored by three and a half points. Why, why is that only three and a half? You know what I mean? Like, it, again, I feel like that should be more. So maybe maybe the Jags are like a like a dog play this week. Now, I could be saying that just because I like Jacksonville, but something to think about, okay? Something, something fishy could be going on there. But guess what? You don't have to pick a side when you can just root for points. So let's root for points, everyone. We're taking the over, we're going to hit, and we're going to celebrate because we're getting back in that win column. Let's go, folks. Those are my six favorite betting plays for week 15 of the NFL season. Going big or going home this week. Please remember to like and follow the Schmokin' Hot Takes podcast. And as always, this is C-Dubs, and I will see you next week. Hey everybody, Prophet Jay here. Wanted to give a quick update on the giveaway. I know you already loved C-Dubs locks, but I'm here to talk quickly about the giveaway. First, how to enter... Make sure to follow and rate the podcast on Spotify and also subscribe to the YouTube. All you need is a Google account. Super easy. And lastly, leave a comment on an episode wherever you're listening. Preferably, actually, please make it one of the last two. Just of your hot take or what you're liking about the pod or anything about the pod that you know you feel is uplifting. It's in the a holiday spirit. That's it. And you can win you know, a piece of merch from us, a hoodie, a t-shirt, whatever you want. It's awesome. The merch is sick. Coop's done a great job on the graphics. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to hop on and say sign up for the giveaway. Only one person has done all the steps so far. So if you go do it now, you have like at least a 50% chance, you know, but uh, if more and more people do it, then obviously that's going to decrease. But go do it. It's free. It's easy. It's simple. And you'll win something sweet. All right, y'all. Y'all have a great weekend. Good luck if you're in the fantasy playoffs this weekend. And I'll see you guys on Wednesday with the new episode of Smokin' Hot Takes. Smokin'!